Welcome to Liven and Marcelo's Criminology Podcast, a podcast hosted by Marcelo Aevi from the University of Lausanne, Switzerland, and Liven Powers from Ghent University, Belgium. We aim to draw a map of the state of criminology across Europe through the words of contemporary criminologists. How is criminology defined and taught? Which are the main lines of research? Which are the main schools of thought in each country? These and many other questions are answered here by fellow researchers who share their vision on the development of criminology in their countries from its beginnings to the second decade of the 21st century. If you want to know and compare their stories, stay tuned. Today we are interviewing Hans-Jürgen Gardner. Hans-Jürgen Gardner is Emeritus Professor at the University of Tübingen in Germany, where he was before full professor and director of the Institute of Criminology for many years. Formerly, he was professor of criminology at the universities of Bielefeld, Hamburg and Heidelberg. This interview was conducted on the 10th of November 2021. Welcome Hans-Jürgen Kerner to our Criminology podcast. Um, it's a pleasure to see you and uh, I will let Lieven um, guide a little bit the, 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 the start of, the, of this meeting. Yeah. Okay. Okay, thank you very much for your willingness to participate in this interview now. Um, as you said, you um, made some preparations. What are the, the topics you really want to uh, discuss regarding criminology in, in, in Germany? Um, from your experience, your point of view, the um, historical developments and, and the, the recent changes or the, the, the things that, according to you, were major uh, breakthroughs for the relationship between criminology as discipline and policy. Uh, yeah. Because policy is obviously very important. And I think sometimes uh, some countries never make use or make not enough use of criminological research when they decide upon policy measures. So yeah. how is your experience uh, with this? Well, um, it, has, it, it has changed. It was, it was highly influential criminology in the 60s. Uh, the Jewish said the policy and politics. I mean, uh, many, many, many practitioners and uh, policy makers from the ministries, they were, on the one hand, they were a bit uh, in fear what, what was developing there. On the other, on the other side, they feel uh, instigated to, to, to open their eyes and their minds for new developments. And so in these, in these years, if you got a real good connection to policymakers or practitioners, you could, you could more informally than formally influence them, talking to them and asking them their ideas and then uh, uh, telling them how they could modify this. It was always difficult to, to, to come through with, um, with official initiatives uh, like, um, like um, uh, actions to influence uh, penal penal policy. It was, it was most easy in, uh, in the fields, uh, partially in the fields of juvenile justice, since there was the famous German Association of uh, Youth Justice and Youth Aid, where at least thirty percent of the of the of the uh, of the open practitioners of the modern practitioners were members, so there was immediately kind of ex exchange of views, exchange of ideas. It was much more difficult 
in traditional criminology, since this is criminal law, this is, uh, this is um, uh, the Ministry of Interior policy making, it's crime control. So there you, you had to overcome more, um, more obstructions. Um, so in, in, the long, in the long run, um, seen from the part of uh, crim, criminology and criminal policy, the, the, the field of youth policy, youth criminology, youth, youth crime, criminal law reform, this was the most, the most influential. And had a couple of, a couple of legal, legal uh, new laws and uh, changes of existing laws, which were influenced, influenced by those movements. In, uh, in, in, in the traditional criminology, the, the, in, my, in my perspective, the uh, perhaps most influence was uh, on the, um, in the 1970s when the federal uh, government and the state governments re had to reform the correctional law. Since never, be, never before there was an ex, a, a, a particular law on um, prisons and corrections, it were administrative orders and all this, and this was the, the, the first big development. And they needed, they needed some, not some ideas. They needed some uh, comparison of the, of the European and international development. And so far, a couple of us, me included, but others more than I himself. Uh, they could they could um, go to the commissions. They could go to the parliamentary divisions, to the parties, and so a lot of the of the sections which came into the first federal law on corrections and imprisonment, they were influenced by modern criminological thought. Uh, uh, <clears throat> well, then came then came the terrorism things that made it made it more difficult. But nevertheless, there were some. I would like to say there were some windows, timely windows, where you could. Do some things in in a few months, with, with, which otherwise you could not have any chance to do. Okay, uh, can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Because you talk about the influence of, of terrorism, but um, I think if I compare European countries and terrorism studies, terrorism has been studied. I mean, before we we call it terrorism studies in Europe. If I look at uh, right wing extremist studies in the eighties and in the nineties, yeah. uh, political violence. It has uh, had a longer tradition in, in, in Germany, but maybe not in criminology, but in political science. Um, well, I would like to say that uh, with, in, 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 uh, with regard to terrorism, the influence was shrinking. It, it, was, the, it was the policy and uh, policing power. And uh, they, they later, late, a bit later on, the young scholars had a chance to get a job at the federal, uh, federal uh, Bundeskriminalamt, the federal agency of uh, uh, um, uh, crime policy, or they had some, some, they got some positions uh, with uh, foundations, and so they, they, they could, uh, they could influence a little bit the whole direction from inside. Uh, and I had personal contact with them, so. It, it, me and a few others, they could talk to them and hopefully that they could bring in our ideas in the internal discussions. But in general, they, there was rather, rather uh, no cooperation at all. I would not like to say a confrontation, but it was too tense a political climate. It was too tense, the conservative and uh, catch them all and get it down and all that. So, I mean, this, the, 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 this first law, uh, on, uh, the, the federal law on, on corrections and imprisonment, it was, uh, I guess, in November 1970 about that. And uh, then later on, the federal court, the federal um, um, constitutional court in, 2000, in 2006, they decided 
that there, there was a lack of, uh, of good regulation of juvenile imprisonment. Mm-hmm. And they ordered and they ordered the, po- the politics to, 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 to change this, they sh- sh- bring in new bases. And then in the politics, they had the so-called federation reform, which eventually led to the, to the fact that the, the whole legislation for correctional issues, youth, youth imprisonment and all that went from, the fe- went from the federal government over to the state governments. But now the state minister of justice, they up to up to then they were not really really engaged and experienced in in in, in lawmaking. Uh, they had they commended the federal laws and that, but all of a sudden they had to regulate youth imprisonment, uh, youth uh, detention upon remand, uh, the the the, me- the measures uh, and on and so on. This this was this was a big issue, and it depended a little bit in the uh, originally eleven and sixteen states. Whether now our colleagues there in the one or the other state had good or rather loose connections to the to the to the legislators in the ministries, and you could see this in the in the wording and in, in, in all that of these different laws. The situation got uh, got in, in a certain uh, way got worse worse since now you had to deal with even as a scholar with some thirty two or even more different laws. On the other hand, you could influence. I mean. Apart from this, there was not, not, not a lot going on. We had, we had a rather good influence, me personally too, in crime prevention. Mm-hmm. Since uh, in the 80s, there, there was a real movement also in the practitioners and the policymakers that uh, state crime prevention, community crime prevention should, should be taken more serious mm-hmm. and they needed ideas. And so a couple of people, including myself, we created uh, the, uh, the German Foundation for Crime Prevention and Re- Rehabilitation of Offenders and started immediately to contact police academies, to, to contact the governments, to contact cities. And uh, the big, big success in the long event was that we could convince city mayors, uh, the city governments, to be the host of what then was later on was called German All German Crime Prevention Congresses. We had, uh, up to now, we had between always, already, always between 2,000 and 5,000 participants each and every year. And they came from, from the practice, from the police, from the social work, from, uh, uh, from grassroots organizations. And uh, slowly, the official institutions came in. The, the most active were the police. They, they, they saw the chance to get in. But when the corrections came in, the prison, the prison, uh, the, 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 the prison movement, or the, the, the people from uh, the from the correctional staff, this uh, the first uh, created some tensions. They were the police, they were the corrections, they were the youth institutions, and it was interesting to see at the beginning they were looking at each other very, very, very uh, carefully, or this way. Uh, who, who are they? They're coming there, but then. After the fifth or sixth of these, they learned from each other. We had, we had exhibitions, we had common, we had common uh, workshops. And for me, it was lucky that the the the, the heads of the federal and the state uh, uh, criminal uh, criminal police agencies, they they had the idea to join us, and had they had a full day for themselves. And I I always have, was invited to tell them about the development and to answer their questions. And so I could have rather direct, I would not like to say influence, but some impact of uh, what I could think, what I could go on. 
And so uh, we have now, now in the next year will be, oh, hopefully abroad, the 27th of these German crime prevention congresses. And the next was that we introduced the so-called AIF, uh, Annual International Forum. And we invited with state and communal money and some money of ourselves, uh, people from in the beginning 10 different countries at the end of 44 to 46 countries, including America, Asia, and so on which was for two days. And I always was invited as the boss, as the director of that all things, as the Congress president to be there and to give a, to, to give a presentation or to make connections. And this was, this was the best thing I ever, I ever experienced in my life, in my professional life. Ah. After a couple of years, all of, the, all of them being there, these two to, two to three, 4,000 uh, exhibitors, participants, influencers, they were eager to learn from each other. I would not like to. I would not like to say that they all loved each other, but they but they come to understand. These conferences were in German. Yeah, they start in German, but then but there are always some uh, some participants from other countries. But the actually the first was oh I have to remember it was some some hundred and fifty people from Belgium, Holland, uh, Germany, Poland, and so on. And it was in Lübeck in northern Germany. It was invited by the uh, community, by the Crime Prevention Council of the Ministry of Interior, by the Crime Prevention Council of the City of Lübeck, and we, as the German Foundation for Crime Prevention and Rehabilitation of Offenders, we were authorized to develop the program and to 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 be to be the organizers. The others they joined in and they paid for in the beginning since. It, it took some time un, until we could have our own money to, to, to create this. And now, uh, well, this was uh, in the one, the stable structure came in with, uh, with uh, in, in the Northern countries with uh, not only community, but also with state crime prevention councils. So, but in the, in, the, in the Southern countries like uh, Baden-Württemberg and Bavaria, they were a bit hesitant uh, to, to, to bring in more than local. Uh, community or city city councils, uh, but they had other mechanisms. And a couple of weeks ago, I was the the, the, the first the main presenter at the uh, statewide community and state crime prevention initiative uh, on the co corona conditions uh, of 2021, uh, which uh, for the whole, it was lasting three to four hours uh, and included um, people, grassroots, uh, police, corrections and, and many others. So far, this, this one was in many places a real success where also criminology could get in. I hope it can, it can go on, it's not sure. <laughs> so it's basically the, the foundations of a real integrated crime prevention, not only situational, emphasizing the role of the police, but also social, uh, yep. primary, secondary, uh, prevention and and, uh, and and also and also some research uh, and also discussion special workshops on research on research projects and um, and the results and uh, for for scholars it was quite interesting there compared to normal criminology conferences they had to present before practitioners before grassroots and then they got questions that normally they never get from the participants and they could continue lively in a cafe or so afterwards or the evening the evening um, meetings and so this this even even I, I remember when also the the, the, the standard um, the prosecutors or criminal criminal judges or the, the ministerial people that came in they were a bit shy and looking oh what is going on there 
I don't know if you had them sometimes, a couple of times at evening meetings, informal drinking and having a good meal, then uh, they, they got interested and they, they, they got in. Uh, so it was very, extremely difficult to measure this influence. To so it was exactly that, and then came this law or this development. But in general, it opened. Uh, it opened the mind. I hope that in the new government, uh, which may come on now in the next weeks, which the uh, with the with the Green Party, uh, which was already more or less open for for new developments, that they, that we might have new influence. Uh, we already started an initiative. For the improvement of uh, criminal statistics, for the police crime statistics, for for, for crime prevention, and um, let us see what will come out in next years. But now that you talk about uh, statistics, I'm always surprised that uh, in Germany currently we, uh, we're going to see what happens this year. There are no statistics on the on alternative measures on probation. Because these are local statistics, there are no federal statistics since a few years ago. They stop uh, Germany stopped providing this. Um, yeah, yeah, and this I was a little bit surprised. Uh, by nobody, that. No, nobody really knows what 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 was the the, the definite reason. We, we met initiatives now. Now there is a second source. I could um, uh, for your own uh, business. I could send you the link, which is done by an association. I was the president for a decade or more. No one. Two decades, the Deutsche Bewährungshilfe, the German, the German Association for Probation and Parole, and they are collect they are collecting data from uh, from this, from different states. It's not for the whole not for the whole federation, but I guess it's at least seven or eight or ten states that are the, uh, the, that are providing data. Uh, the problem is that some of our some of our state governments and the statistical association they did they didn't like to go on. Um, and federation could not enforce that. But there's also a scarcity on um, on the statistics on the so-called Führungsaufsicht, which means intensive supervision and control, yeah. and and also the statistics on the the measure for internment for psych uh, for psychiatric uh, psychic illness psychic illnesses. This is quite bad. Something is going on. But the most the most interesting thing that is now ready to start or already started is the so-called federal recidivism statistics. Mm. This started by the official but non-governmental institution. They made the first one, and then later on, the the the, the data, the data, and the, the production of knowledge was transferred to a scholarly a scholarly research community, uh, mainly by the Max Planck Institute in Freiburg and the Criminology Department of the University of Göppingen. And they created now a data set containing uh, a bit more than a million cases. Uh, which will be available also for foreign uh, scholars in a few months. And you, you, you need an access and some, some, some conditions, and then you can, you, you can access the data set, which will give you a, a, a huge amount of data on the development of recidivism or, 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 or resocialization for youngsters, for age, for, for gender, for, for the kind of sentence and all that for now 14 years. That's also some, a little bit is in English, but there's a glossary. So uh, this could one of the things um, very interesting for, for people like you. It was, funded, uh, it was funded first in the first years by the Federal Ministry of Justice. And then for the last years with a million or so uh, euros by the German Research Foundation. And so it's methodologically is ex excellent. Uh, I mean, it's the, it's the best thing I ever saw in Germany, even, even, even in a European level.
The next one, uh, which is which is ma ma much more modest, is the so-called victim offender mediation statistics. It was created in 1993. Unfortunately, nearly the total thing is in German. Uh, it, star it started with the Ministry of Justice with with uh, with the funding by them, and then it were the, the, the head the headquarters. It was a group of scholars from five universities. And originally the headquarters was in the University of Tübingen, but when I got uh, emeritus, uh, now the, the headquarters is in the Institute of Police Science of the University of the High of the University of uh, Applied Sciences in Bremen. It, it's officially available in, in the printed version, also as a PDF version, but hopefully in the next year we will have an integrated data sets for the years 1993 to 2020 with some 300,000 cases. Mm -hmm. uh, on the on the victims, the offenders, the parties, on family conferences, on even on in on the success uh, and failure, which with, with a lot of interesting things. This could also be for Europe a very good source for independent research. So far, Germany is a bit, little bit better off than ten years ago. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then better off than many other countries because the recidivism studies in, in Belgium. I mean. We have data, but I mean, it's quite difficult to create adequate measures. And um, I mean, scholars have been working on it, but it, it's quite it's quite difficult. I mean, yeah, so um, I'm very looking and I'm looking forward to, to these data. And uh, I think it's very interesting that scholars can use this. Are there no problems with the, the GDPR? Uh, everything is anonymized so that people can use it for analysis because that's may, many people don't know about this. And, and uh, one... yeah. Even in Germany, not, not, not all people do know of this. <laughs> they were working along and I'm, I, I'm making out some, some, some propaganda. <laughs> I will work with the colleagues that there's a good English introduction. Uh, not, not only the general introduction, but also all the, 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 all the, the data and the variables and this will be available in English. So mm -hmm. uh, the, the only thing you would have to do is uh, being able to make the statistical um, computations. There is a little bit improvement, a little bit improvement also on the traditional statistics since uh, now the statistical offices of the states and uh, of the federation and the Bundeskriminalamt are providing interested, interested scholars with Excel, Excel statistics. Um, so where you can, if you, if you can manage this, you can on the, on, on the basis of Excel, which is not that as, as SPSS or SAS, uh, at least some computations the, the 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 institutions do not provide. Uh, you, you can you can have you can create your own results. The, even Germany that, that is not yet used as it should be uh, by by the universities. But I would I would say would like to say compared to ten or fifteen years ago, it's a real it's a real step forward. It should be not it should be make uh, now more on the European level. Perhaps I can convince my colleagues that we, that we write a little booklet on what is available for <laughs> for the scholars out of there and what is the what is the access and what is the, the conditions and all that. Since, uh, as you know, it, it, it doing doing it every time individually because hours, days, months, you get the contact to, to understand and all this. But you know, also from your country, having uh, five or finding five or six people really are collaborating. <laughs> And staying on the on, on the on the track, it's not that easy. Even even before Corona times, the problem yeah. is that many scholars don't know where to find the data. And, and I mean, 
um, it should be brought together at the European level because comparative research is so much more important. Uh, and, and if there is a, yeah, a common place where to find these yeah. data that may inspire local, I mean, scholars everywhere. Even, even, even Germany, I have to, I have to admit, uh, even, even in Germany, the, these data sets are not, not that used and, and discussed as they should be. I mean, it's a very slow development. It, 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 kind of the, a part of the problem is that we do not have all the many institutions at universities which are powerful in having statisticians and having uh, experienced the researchers in sociology and, and, and all that. So you cannot just go on as a, as a let's just say, a normal scholar say, okay, now I go in to that. You need, you need a team. Uh, I mean, look at this recidivism statistics, it's a million cases. <laughs> and you have to understand the data and you have to understand the theory. In, in Tübingen, when, when the institute started and even under my direction, you had, you had, uh, you had sociologists, statisticians, psychologists, psychiatrists, uh, law criminologists and collaborators and access to the university data, cent data management center and all that. that. That has been shrinking. So if there would have been up to now some five or six international publications on these data sets in English, I think it would, would go on by itself to, to instigate people like you or David Farrington to, to, make, to make use of this source, which are really good. I was wondering, because for example, in, um, in Spain, currently they have a, um, a bachelor's degree, a graduate, an undergraduate degree, but they, they it's called bachelor in some countries, four years plus the master. And these, the students, for example, have a, a course in the first or second year, which is called sources of data in criminology. Mm -hmm. and so the, the professors have to show them where all these databases are and how to use them. Do you think that um, the fact that Criminology is not so institutionalized in Germany. Eh? May play a role on this, uh, on the access to these databases. You are right. In so far, we have a, we had a couple of master programs. Now, uh, the most the most developed is this um, program master master on uh, criminology, criminalistics, and policing in Bo at University of Bochum, created by Thomas Feltes, which is now emerited and will be followed by Thomas Singelstein. And this was interesting so far that they, they, they brought in police officers who took their masters after a couple of years of practice. For me, it was quite interesting since those, when, when later on getting at higher positions, you could talk to them since, since they knew what science is all about. They also were inviting people from uh, traditional universities, which later on uh, got into research departments or, or in, in, in public institutions. And so far, the interaction of these different fields was starting to get quite intensive. But from this program, there was up to now, if I'm correct, no real impulse on data, data management and uh, handling uh, data sets and all that. Uh, it, it, was a, it was a big success in itself, opening, opening the field for scholars and practitioners uh, who hitherto were not so engaged. But the next step would be to, uh, to, to bring them in uh, teams uh, for, for, for in-depth research. I mean, uh, we ourselves at the University of Tübingen, in the last years of my, of my directorship, we, we had intense contacts to state uh, criminal, criminal police agencies and we got their data sets, the uncensored data sets. We could, we could make a lot of in, very interesting um, um, research studies on, uh, with S, S, SPSS and SAS on uh, 
uh, on the um, on the multiple offending on on youth crime, uh, the movement of offenders, uh, um, relapse, and all that. But unfortunately, after a couple of years, the bosses changed, and then we we lost, we lost the impact. And a couple of researchers of mine had time, uh, only uh, time-limited contracts. Uh, and after three or four years, their contracts got, came to an end and had no money to, to, to pay them with a fund. So it, it was then interrupted. And the data sets are there, but I have nobody. <laughs> I mean, I know some things, but I, I'm not very able to do, to do that by myself. Uh, yeah. it's, uh, it, it, it's a treasure. It's lying there. We do, we do, for example, we don't have we don't have the authorization yet to share it. For example, with you on the European wide, since it's a bit sensible, it's not that much. But a few criminology departments they have very interesting data sets with, 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 which are by by wide not not really exhausted. Perhaps we, we perhaps sometimes we could we could start an initiative. And there is, uh, there is, uh, there is, um, there is an institution uh, who co which collects the data sets with the uh, uh, with psychology in the in the broad sense of the word. And the uh, German Research Foundation is spending some money for for storing and intubing. We are about to to to, uh, to rate and hope to get a couple of million of uh, euros for. Uh, um, so-called criminological, criminological research research enhancement center uh, for Germany, uh, which then would collect the data sets um, um, and prepare them. Um, and we got a sign from the German Research Foundation that we might be successful in a year or so, but at the moment it's it's a kind of um, of a hope that it will develop. What we already got is a million or so for the for the library. Uh, uh, library department and for this uh, you may you may knew it it's uh, the criminological documentation uh, international in English and German which now has some 350,000 data data sets um, uh, and I'm still active behind the behind the behind the scene we now got the authorization and the money by the German Research Foundation library department for the next three years uh, some 900,000 euro which means that we can develop this further and now we got money for digitalizing, digitizing, is that right? Correct? Yeah, digitizing old studies. For example, we already digitized the, the, the archives or the, 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 the uh, volumes on the international uh, conferences on uh, criminology from the National Society for Criminology. We digitized the series of books on criminology in, in early years in Germany. And we may be about, depending on the rights, to do this, the copyright to digitize some 400,000, 2,000 volumes, um, which are important even for European criminology, which up to now are only available in three, four, or ten uh, uh, libraries and cannot cannot be borrowed from there. So a little bit is developing. It's not not known already. The only thing I can do, I'm still quite active. I mean, I'm now, I'm 78, but I have my position as an emeritus professor. I have a part of an office and I have, by law, that's important. That's not, not, that's not true for the, for the upcoming generation. I'm as an emeritus by law in Baden-Württemberg and full member of the university with all legal rights. I can have access, I can use all the, all the equipment, I can use that. Only when it costs much money, I have, to, I have to take care to get the money from other sources. But um, I'm, I'm in, 
and I'm a member of this committee, member of the uh, member of this uh, uh, Grimdoc, and member of the uh, service library of criminology and so on. Hopefully, I will have stamina enough to to do that uh, in a, in a couple of years to come. Yeah, there is an issue there of uh, like the the new generation and who is going to take um, care of all, of of all these uh, kind of um, all these databases. I mean, I I always see this paradox when you look at the people that um, the members of the European Society or the people that attend the conferences. You always see Germany between the top five. So you you have um, United Kingdom. Uh, Germany, Belgium, Netherlands, uh, then uh, then Spain, Italy, but there there's a lot of criminologists, uh, people attending the criminological conferences, and then you don't see the programs of criminology throughout uh, Germany. And ha what happened? What 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 went wrong in the institutionalization of criminology? A couple of things. Um, let me start with the reorganization of the universities. In the beginning years, it was an advantage that, that the law faculties, they had or it, uh, they created chairs for criminology and early criminology. The most important uh, of these was in the early 60s, actually 1962, the creation of the Institute of Criminology at the University of Heidelberg and the Institute of Criminology at the University of, um, of uh, Tübingen. And both of them were just for criminology. The chair owner was professor for criminology, and they had the authority and the money for hiring statisticians, um, social, sociologists, psychologists, some forensic psychiatrists, and social workers and statisticians. And this was this was uh, for one or two decades. I remember when, at the moment before I succeeded Hans Köppinger in Tübingen. Um, the university, I, I, I don't know whether it was the primarily the university or the state government. They, they changed the issue so far that they cut all the resources by 50%. Uh, only four assistants and eight um, less money for the, uh, for the, for the courses um, um, and not that attractive positions for Ex experienced researchers, which would uh, which you could hold when you have better paid positions, huh? and uh, but still these uh, these uh, these positions were for criminology, and but you were expected as uh, the professor to give courses in other fields. For me, it was a youth uh, a youth crime and youth policy and corrections, but never ever gave um, gave courses in penal law. What I like to give here and there were courses in penal procedure, and I used this penal procedure from the from the from the from the perspective of law, from the perspective of policy, from the perspective of practice, and from the perspective of criminology research. And I had some 400, 500 students there, and they came from uh, law, uh, psychology, sociology, even from other disciplines, and they had lively discussions. Uh, but all the successes. Which is the year, more or less, that we're talking there? The decade, or it was in the eighties. This was in the late in the in, in the late in the late seventies. Late seventies, okay. No, in the in the early eighties. Uh huh. And uh, I could uh, I could uh, I could stay with my destination with my formal destination to the speak. But already my my successor, uh, Jörg Kinzig, uh, at first he had to struggle. 
to, to get enough resources for criminology. His chair first was designed as penal law, penal procedure, and criminology. But later on, the criminology got, got at the front. And so he, as a director of the Institute of Criminology, he was also a professor of criminology and other issues. But, oh, I'm not sure. I, I guess in Germany, all around Germany, there were about five or six full professorships with, with carry the title Professor of Criminology or, or Department of Criminology. And there, the shareholders, they were expected more or less informally to, to teach other, other topics like, I said, youth policy or corrections or all that, and they did. And some of them, a few of them were more or less obligated here and there to give courses in criminal law or on penal procedure. And many of the, a couple of them like me liked penal procedure. Since there you could have bring in policing, law enforcement, and all these issues that, uh, that are very important for, for criminology and, uh, and criminal policy. But then in the next generation, this was in the 90s, in the majority of these positions, they, in a certain way, skipped criminology. That means the, the designation of the presidents were, for example, penal law, penology, penal law, penal procedure, and criminology, or um, penal law, uh, youth law, and criminology. That means criminology was just the second, third, or the fourth part of the designation, and they cut and they cut down the resources. Um, so at the moment, at the moment, I guess, oh, I should know, but I don't know exactly in the moment. Um, maybe three or four chairs in Germany, we still, the main thing is criminology. To certain, to a certain extent, there was, uh, there was a kind of, uh, there was a kind of second development at the, uh, at the University of Applied Sciences. Uh, these University of Applied Scientists, uh, Applied Sciences, uh, in, in German terms, Fachhochschule, mm -hmm. There were there were in um, about now 10, 15, 15 uh, universities of this kind, and they they are partially offering master courses or bachelor courses in criminology combined with social work or criminology combined with policing or uh, criminology combined with uh, sociology of law or um, and this and they 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 are. They are uh, these universities of applied scientists, the students are expected to be to 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 be uh, sometimes parallel in practice and at the university. Uh, the, dual, the dual track. These are dual track universities, which has an advantage even the police academies that the students are paid for. <laughs> their, their their employer is paying for the for the study. And the, the, the good thing is that the, those students of these, uh, of these courses who made it uh, on the first ranks, let's say the, 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 the top five or 10%, they got a chance, for example, for, on the police side to go to the uh, federal, federal University of the Police in uh, Münster. And when doing this good there, uh, um, they, they got, as we say, the, the martial stick to become uh, leading police uh, chiefs, uh, and then if they still on the on the track, that research is important, and that you could should combine policy and practice, they can influence police research, uh, criminological research, uh, in, in the police departments. Um, some some of the others in social work, sociology, they got later on positions like some, for example, the German German uh, Youth Institute. 
which has in Munich, which is uh, funded by the um, Ministry Ministry of Family and Youth Affairs, Federal Ministry of Youth Affairs. And if I'm correct, they have some 160 researchers there and also the departments of youth policy, departments of youth del juvenile delinquency, departments of crime prevention. And they, they make rather good, I mean, not that expensive, but good policy oriented research and um, and also influencing the German crime prevention conference and this. So far, that's not bad. Uh, well, it's good, but just to repeat, at the universities, criminology has now less influence than it had in the roaring 60s, a little bit down in the 70s, and then now we are on the lower level. Yeah, I was interested in, in the, the possible consequences of um, the falling of the, of the wall in 1989, because this must have had a huge impact on data collection because you had former West and Eastern Germany. Um, how did that go? I mean, now you have this national data. Um, was this a difficult um, development, slow, but still, I mean... Um, yeah, it, it was... Uh... Well, oh, it's a complex issue. Um, as as the day, as the day, as the statistics are concerned, it, it was up to 1993 when they really started to adapt. So that the small statistical offices in the ministries or in the statistic departments, and they had uh, they had from the early 90s on the first professorships for criminology and crime policy. And um, uh, but it, it took it, it took it took time until until the the, the, the the statistics and research went on the same the same level. Mm -hmm. uh, now it's rather good, but it, it compared to the to the for, to formerly to the old <laughs> states, uh, still the new states as they were called a couple of times ago, or the eastern states, they have uh, fewer fewer um, institutes, fewer professorships. And all that. For example, the, the just to just to come back to the German Youth Institute, Deutsches Jugendinstitut, there was a kind of a kind of similar institution in East Germany, in the German Democratic Republic in Leipzig. Was in, in scholarly terms, it was not bad. They had very good statisticians there, very good um, researchers on, on youth policy, on um, on, on, on delinquency and youth corrections. But they were, of course, they were in the political, and <laughs> the political, a uh, little bit blindfolded. Yeah, precisely as we are talking about this, the reintegration. Eh? I have a copy here, a translation to Spanish, of this book by Lexias Harland, Harmand, and Lehmann, eh? which is yeah. uh, Germanist Criminologie, Theoretische Grundlagen und Analysen. I have yeah. the the Spanish translation made in Cuba in La Habana, and that was like the. Yeah. <laughs> Like the Bible, if I understand correctly, of yeah. criminology in uh, in in Eastern Europe, let's yeah. say. But yeah. these were uh, German researchers. Yeah. How was yeah. what happened with these people? Where are they? Yeah. Uh, well. Okay. Just just let me let, let me return a little bit back to the German Youth Institute. Here there was a very well, one of the ministries which has a lot of research funds, really big money. That's the federal ministry of family, youth, and other affairs. They have literally millions. And they are used to have researchers there. They are used to think of research and how, what, what, what money is. And they took over this East German Institute, of Youth Institute. 
with big money and they send over teachers and uh, instructors and within a few years that is the same quality as in the the for, uh, is the main office in Munich. With the with the East German criminology, it was it, that was different. Two main problems. The one was that uh, East Germany they had um, they had a separate uh, academic discipline of criminalistics, partially though that the Humboldt University, partially though that uh, so called the police colleges, and they were they were trained. I mean the quality was not bad. They had some ideological things, and then that then they had a team. Uh, we were selectors, uh, lectures and others in the uh, in the Academy of Sciences, and this Academy of Sciences of East Germany, it, it was it was comparatively speaking a bit politically influenced, but not that much as you would think. That they had money, they had influence, and they could they could they could have their own connections with the with the East East German universities. And so they had that interesting, interesting studies going on on uh, on, on, on youth, youth crime, that interesting developments on uh, on corrections, but not not much of this was 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 already pu always published. Shortly after the unification, the the, the <laughs> federal government with collaborators they decided to kill all these study programs, so criminalistics was out. Since I said, okay, in Western Germany there is no study of criminalistics. And, and universities. Why should we do that with former East Germany? We don't need that. There's the police, the police colleges, they should do it. That, 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 that means it was not at it was not at the academy, it was not at the traditional universities. It was just broke away. And some of some of the some of the people with also writing this uh, these these textbooks, they were they were <laughs> let's 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 put it this way, they were old enough to get pensioned. <laughs> Because this this idea of having criminalistics is the the idea of gross huh? at the beginning yeah. of the century. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah. That was the, that was this tradition. Yeah, exactly. That yeah. was kept in, in Switzerland because Rice yeah. came to Switzerland, became a Swiss citizen, and created our school of criminal sciences. Yeah, that's still that's still lively in Poland or in in, che in Czechia and so. But in East Germany, it was just cut off. Nobody of ours did understand. But then the second problem was they had all. It was a bit. It was a bit humiliating. Everybody of those scholars, which are good scholars, um, um, uh, they had to. They had to take two exams. <laughs> the one is the one was the political one, whether they are still, com <laughs> yeah, communists, or whether they had no the, the, the values and the democratic ideas of the West. And a couple of them did not did not be successful. Was not successful. And then they had to take an exam in, uh, let's say, in scholarly expertise and in uh, in theory. Uh, it, it was not called exam. Yeah, yeah. But it was exam. There were commissions. They were using euphemisms. At the yeah, time. that's true. Just to come back at, at the academy, this 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 unit was dissolved, too. Yeah. They were more or less on the street. Uh, wow. Then Uwe Ewald, for example, of the youngest, he was he was quite busy, but all of a sudden he was out and had to look for had to look for other possibilities. And then they had to they had to apply they had to apply with the with the new new Eastern universities and uh, uh, universities of applied sciences, and a couple of them did it. They did not have enough energy or stamina or resources to rewrite <laughs> this. 
socialist criminology and uh, and the new condition to con to to continue to continue. I would like to say the good parts. Yeah. Uh, without the, the without the ideology and. Um, uh, no, oh, oh, I'm not sure, but I guess no one of those made it to a traditional university. Uh, they had to go, they had to join the um, Hochschulen, um, uh, Universities of Applied Sciences. And some were quite successful so far, but they did not have met much resources to, to make research of their own and to, 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 to and a lot high teaching load. <laughs> Uh, to, 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 to creating papers and uh, up to up to 24 to 30 hours a week <laughs> ah. of 24, 20, 18, 24 uh, hours of teaching and then creating papers. I mean, ah. I mean, a, 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 an assistant of mine later on became Arthur successful professor at a police, un a police university. Uh, <laughs> And he had classes of 300, 400, and then uh, two or three uh, papers to, they had to write, and he had to write by himself all these things. Here. <laughs> I said, oh, unfortunately, I can't, I not come to the meetings for the next two months. I'm, so, yeah. so there was no uh, mix. It's like two different worlds. And uh, because I was wondering, maybe for us, even it would be interesting if some of them are still there to try and discuss once with them how um, I mean when you read it it's um, yeah it's a huge book of course I should have prepared it before but uh, it's a huge book this uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, read it. I read it a couple of times yeah <laughs> <laughs> I studied it yeah yeah but um, yeah I was yeah I think it's very difficult to put these two cultures together but now that you explain it how, how it happened I mean, we had uh, we had a common one good yeah. thing. One yeah. very very few good things was we had uh, we had a common research, a big research project um, um, with scholars from from over there and with with us in Tübingen, a real common with the with this this former uh, academy academy um, academy group. Uh, they could they could they could establish a kind of um, a kind of uh, research group at at I guess it was the Humboldt University, and yeah. and uh, we got we get a huge grant by the German Research Foundation, and so we could we could say the uh, oh I don't uh, I don't remember the exact titles, but it was uh, development of crime crime control and criminology in terms of uh, turmoil in terms of restructuring Germany. Mm -hmm. And we had uh, we had uh, we had um, uh, public opinion studies. We had studies on, uh, on on different issues. It was it was quite successful. Also also a couple of a couple of reports, which unfortunately never have been translated into English. So then, in the moment this this big project was uh, was terminated, they had they had to look for for other positions. And some made it. Some made it to the uh, to the to, to, to the practice, uh, going to institutions, associations, or going to going to the University of Applied Science. But but basically, but basically, you're right when when thinking of that. The, the, uh, there was no 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 structure to to save the good parts of this part of criminology in Germany. Yeah, it's quite impressive. Eh? What I mean. I mean from one day to the other, from one year to the other, <laughs> you were teaching something. Now it, it disappears completely, and um, 
Yeah, and I never, I never had the chance to meet these uh, these scholars. Well, some of them uh, I remember at the moment. I don't don't remember the exact title. They they were have, uh, lucky in creating a private association for criminological research. The title was another one, oh, and they were yeah. for a couple of years. I don't remember how many years. They were uh, rather successful in creating funds in getting funds by. Uh, by foundations or even sometimes by government institutions, and then they could hire themselves, so to speak, <laughs> uh, with that association and find jobs for the couple of, I guess it was going on for five for five to eight years. But at the end, it was difficult. Uh, one, one of them, he went, uh, he was lucky uh, to go to, um, to The Hague. Uh, for the international court of uh, of um, oh what's it the the uh, ah, no, genocide crimes this yeah 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 uh, okay okay as a researcher and uh, others others went uh, got 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 the jobs at the statistical office is is Germany statistical offices others uh, got some teaching in uh, in um, not 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 firm positions but uh, some uh, teaching contracts. At uh, the University of Applied Science, and uh, they created uh, some, some small firms, and so it was sometimes sometimes good, sometimes a survival. Huh? So fully conversion to capitalism in some cases <laughs> and to create profit. <laughs> yeah, to an extent. So, so you, you mentioned these universities of applied sciences is the the former Hochschules, eh? Yeah. High school became, and then yeah. also these police academies. I think some of them now have the rank of universities also eh? yes and now um not all of them perhaps all of them now but majority has the rank equal equal to university of applied sciences by ah, okay by the civil society so uh, that's three years of a bachelor on one yeah they have to have it's different in the different in the states but basically the the, the best the best officers have to have to take uh, advanced courses at the at this at the state uh, police colleges or state university of applied sciences that the, the term title is polizei hochschule or hochschule für polizei and then the first i'm not fully sure but the third the, the, the first five percent of the making it making to the exam they they are the they are can they are elected to take a second study uh, in Münster at the Federal Federal University of Applied Sciences of the Police. This is then a two years, two years qualification course um, in, uh, in, uh, in, um, in, in, in the state, in the state universities of applied sciences for the police, they make a bachelor degree, perhaps a few also a master, but a real good master leading leading you to higher positions, either in research in the police uh, institutions or the Bundeskriminalamt, Thesis in Münster, German University of Applied Sciences in Police. And they, this is a master course, uh, two years. And then the, 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 most, the, the most creative of those afterwards, uh, they, 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 um, they try to get, to get uh, some free time to, uh, to make this hybrid master study program in Bochum. Criminology, criminalistics, and police sciences, which since did, uh, that is 100% accepted in the academic community as a real scholarly master course. Uh, sometimes then uh, got a second position uh, in the research center or, or something like this. 
Okay, so and these police academies are only for the, let's say, the officers? All, all the members of the police have to go there, only the, the ones that have the higher ranks? How, how? Yeah. Because they well, play a major role there. Eh? So you have to consider the, the structure of the German policing. In, in, in old times, you had three, three levels. Basic policing, the middle um, um, positions, Mittlerdienst, this was the German term, middle, middle rank service, and then the higher. And the higher, uh, for the highest, for the higher education, you needed um, at least what was called abitur. You had, you had to you, you, you had to go to a gymnasium and to twelve years, uh, twelve years educational program up to the gymnasium, then getting getting the degree, and then you could immediately immediately go to the higher uh, higher level, or you had to serve for five, four to eight years in practice, and then slipping into this uh, high-level education. And the, 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 still now, uh, some of the police academies, which still are called academies, these are for the, well, the lower level is canceled. It's middle, middle, for middle level and higher level. These are the middle level. And they are they are more or less going for the for the for the for the practice on on the on the streets or for the uh, or for the middle management or that. And then if they are very good, very experienced, and get good get good good uh, good uh, good gradings in practice, they can opt for additional additional study at the, on the higher level at the, not at the police academy but on those institutions that are formerly called police polizei hochschule. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and then I've seen that there there are courses of criminology. Yeah, like there are positions of for criminology. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Some some of some of those were were coming from the universities, and then turning over. Uh, some of them uh, some of them made their experience uh, from the from the basics, got to the middle level, then the higher level, then uh, then uh, taking additional courses at the universities, and then appoint getting appointed eventually. As the professors, um, uh, uh, also in the, in, of course, these these Deutsche Hochschule für Polizei, Federal um, University of Life Sciences of Germany. This is a common enterprise of the federal government and sixteen state governments. They are having influence, a board, and a commission, and they are paying in for that. So um, that that that's that's quite interesting so far. That here police officers. That have already the, the, the bachelor and a lot of practice, they are meeting each other. They get connections over the over the uh, between the states, and um, yeah. and and, and they also invite scholars from universities to, to to conferences, to giving classes and lectures, as I did when I've been active for a couple of years. And so uh, so um, finding connections between. Traditional universities, these uh, um, University of Applied Sciences of the state, social sociology, and so on, and the police. Some of them are very creative, and if you are you if you are very good, get, get very good grades with this uh, study there in Münster, you are more or less pre, pre, could we say predestined or something like this or pre pre uh, preconditioned for. For, be, for becoming director of a city police uh, or director director of a department of the Landeskriminalamt or research director 
at the Federal Police Office, the Bundeskriminalamt in, 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 in Wiesbaden. And so there you have a, a, lot of, a lot of people now stemming partially from universities, partially from the, the free uh, university supplied sciences and partially from the police. And so that's, it's quite, for, for, for example, for me, I'm not, 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 not anymore so engaged as I, as I used to be some years ago. But you have you, you can activate your old your old um, connections, and sometimes you get a call with questions that are real good questions, um, and you can give advice. Or sometimes uh, you can uh, you, you you can come over and listen listen to presentations about their research and research endeavors and their plans mm -hmm. to 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 go into a new project, and you can immediately bring in your experience and, and, and your thoughts. That's uh, that's good. It's not it's not that known, even even not even not in the whole community in Germany, uh, since still at some universities, police. Uh, you know, uh, oh, I mean, the, the idea is that to always repressive and that. Huh? And for a couple of years, that also good uh, in the Criminalistics Institute of the Bundeskriminalamt, they had a good a good uh, sub department for research, and they they commissioned. Research with not that much money, but with access to police sources, uh, which with, with real criminological contents, mm -hmm. uh, is still still there. But they changed a little bit uh, the direction. And what they are doing now is uh, they are the headquarters of the National Crime Victimization Survey for Germany, which is now the second uh, the second uh, the second run. Uh, they started it in, in, in 2020. The first one was in 2017. And, uh, and now they have an, another unit. Uh, you, may, you may have heard from the Periodischen Sicherheitsbericht, periodical report on the state of internal security in Germany. It's uh, also criminal policy, criminology, uh, crime prevention. The, the, the federal government, the state governments did not much like to have in independent researchers there like me. They now have it gave it to their own departments of, for themselves. Good, good researchers. No, no, no objection. Our ours we don't have that immediate full influence of that. We would like to have independent, independent counseling, independent influence of researchers from the university and so on. But uh, for the time being, uh, there are not many resources, uh, personal and financial resources to say, okay, we will join in, we have a million, please, <laughs> we could bring in. So it's quite interesting for me because, of, yeah, we saw this, you, you have only a few chairs of criminology in Germany, yeah. you have only a couple of programs, but at the same time, there is this mix of the practitioners and the academy, which is uh, quite unique. It's a little bit different from the countries where you have a strong academy and sometimes they are completely divided from the, um, from the practitioners. Yeah, it's, com it's a completely different world. Yeah, in a certain way, you're right. Even now, it's quite often that if there is a state or federal commission, um, always there are oh let's say at least 30 percent of the members of these official state or federal commissions who are basically interested to have con intense contact to researchers or to, yeah. to, 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 to professors and they invite them as expert or to informal meetings 
or to uh, even even sometimes they send them the drafts for a new law and asking them to uh, to work on this and to comment. So uh, in in some of our conferences, uh, I, I I initiated. Now, some years ago, we had sometimes up to 30% or 40% of, of uh, participants were practitioners and policymakers. And in the official meetings, they were sitting more or less there and, 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 and listening. But in the evenings or later on, this was good, a good source to find ways of helping each other to understand and to, to, to make some at least some laws more modern and more criminologically relevant than it was. It would have been without our influence. So far, also the also the criminological societies they never never always had always a lot of members stemming from the practice, uh, the courts of the of the police or even even of the from the ministries. Um, so if. If if you if you are personally engaged, had a good a good good capacity to connect, it was rather easy for us to, to make a telephone call or to say let let let's meet and take together or to get an invitation for for a lecture, or in, invited to comment on a draft of uh, of an um, of, a, of a new uh, uh, of a new initiative federal initiative, and. Um, it's now in the moment, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not fully informed about what is going on. I, what, what I was hearing was that uh, there is still some contact, but, but intensity, intensity diminished. Huh? Uh, partially, I guess that there are not so many professors or researchers that are, have, uh, have the capacity apart from teaching and so making research and having time enough and money enough to travel or to, to doing that. Nevertheless, behind 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 the official scene, there's still some things going on, which which I know are not not that usual in many other countries of Europe. I mean, seeing from the scholarly point of view and of researchers, I'm I, I, I'm not sure how intense the, this was in the effect. Huh? It was good times, exchanging views, but um, but when you see the final result. You sometimes had to realize that eventually the policymakers and the, or the conservatives or the they they won. Say okay, it's fine, but don't don't put too much of that stuff into. Okay, I have one question regarding the the collaboration between Bundeskriminalamt and um, universities. There was this national victim survey, and it's probably still there. Or I no, don't know. I've, I've given some methodological advice once, I think, in 2016 or 2016. Well, um, well it's, it's a bit complicated. And uh, I, was, I was a member of the teams, uh, the independent commissions for the first and the second mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, um, re national report and um, uh, security and, and so on. And um, the, 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 the office the office was pay, the office of that was paid for by uh, by the funds of the Ministry of Interior and the Ministry of Justice and the, and, and some of the uh, and it has and some of the members of the office were paid for by the Bundeskriminalamt um, and so all the resources came from the ministries and the uh, and the, uh, the, the, the 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 office the personnel there was. Uh, from the, from the ministries of the Bundeskriminalamt, they they put in some some efforts, 
fairly considerable amount of funding. But the but this but the the, the the teams to be discussed and the, and the, and the direction of what was going on and what what came in in the report it was it was well, to a large part dominated by five or six professors uh, mm -hmm. from different universities so well they put the agenda and then then was quite often very interesting sometimes friendly sometimes a little bit tense discussions and this this office was more or less uh, a, a, a transmission a transmission scheme between the scholars the council and and the minister the ministries with the, their political and policy interest yeah. and now the now it's so it's this now uh, the, the new um periodical sicherheitsbericht periodical report and in, uh, internal security and so on is uh, is an initiative uh, by the federal ministry of the interior and the federal the federal ministry of justice and by the federal ministry of interior represented by the Bundeskriminalamt. they are inviting people and they have they they were successful in in hiring very good researchers persons re with research experience in, in sociology in criminology and in uh, law and criminal policy Scholarly terms, these are quite experienced people educated at universities or universities of applied science, but they are public, public servants, civil servants. That means no official uh, direction, but nevertheless, they, they are not that independent as an independent council. Still have this in, in, youth, in youth policy affairs, this is, uh, they have a, a the, the so-called uh, periodische Bericht on periodischer Bericht on Jugend uh, on the uh, to Jugend periodical report on the state of youth uh, policy, youth affairs, and so on. Uh, and this is this is a federal and state dominated core, and a fully independent council of scholars from universities, scholars from large institutions, from the Deutsche Jugendinstitut, the German Youth Institute which are giving advice and counseling and sometimes <laughs> control and protest. Mm. From, 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 from my point of view, this, uh, this new development in the uh, Periodischen Sicherheitsbericht, um, periodical report on the state of um, internal security, is that they don't have yet <laughs> a stable and continuing scholarly counsel uh, from in, in independent experts. Mm -hmm. So the, the first report was just been published two or three weeks ago. The, uh, the third periodical report did not have any chance to read it, but a colleague of mine who is very ex who very experienced, he, he could read it carefully. And he said, it's good. It's good in terms of the data management. It's good in the, in the, in the, in the, in the topics they are dealing with. And it's good in terms of the, um, evaluation of statistics and, and all that, but it's not that this um, independent in, uh, in, in drawing conclusions or in opening policy perspectives as the, as the first ones. I'm happy that, that at least it's going on and that the, the government is uh, committed to continue. Uh, so it's uh, it's better than have separate statistics on uh, on just separate statistics on law enforcement and on, 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 on the police on the, on the, 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 the prosecuting on the courts and on the corrections 
they they have integrated things, even even victimization and victim service. But we have to wait to see whether it gets a real real independent position or it, or it will be a good solid representation of what government is doing and what government has found out has found out uh, guided by young guys or not so young guys and girls which have been trained at universities and know what they're doing just made the reflection that there are some similarities with the situation in belgium where we also have this federal survey on crime victimization but it's I mean, very much defined by the Minister of the Interior. And it, it used to be broader, having, I mean, paid attention to crime prevention measures, not only victimization, fear of crime, but it's increasingly becoming narrow and an, an instrument to evaluate the police. And uh, uh, this is, uh, I mean, a development which is, from a theoretical point of view, a scholarly point of view, less stimulating, I think. Yeah, well, I would, I would, uh, I would agree. Well, the first, the, this first official um, national victimization survey done by the state or federal agencies, it's uh, it's it's rather it's professional. Well, the que the questions are the usual ones that are that are asked uh, in um, independent re re research and so on. Maybe that interpretation of the results in the one or other way was a little, little bit uh, a little bit colored from the. Uh, from the interests of the institutions, but uh, but uh, I never up to now heard a, a fundamental criticism from even critical colleagues that oh gosh was that a little bit at the moment not not by me but by colleagues saying whether the sample is broad enough whether they should include an, another another part of topics or whether they should open the whole database for independent additional research. Or whether they should uh, should include additional questions of uh, a pure criminological value or victimological value and all that, but there's no no uh, no real contest that it is not good. The good thing is there's money there, which would not be there if it would be located in universities. <laughs> exactly. Our wish is that there should be an independent, more than now, not only informal contacts or invitations of independent scholars to, to, to come to come there and to, to, to discuss, but uh, at, at least attached a, count, a council, a council or the independent uh, commission or committee from universities, University of Applied Sciences, and perhaps even the police colleges, since the police colleges are perhaps not 100% of them, but a major part constantly is looking for being independent and doing research that is quality had quality could be could be accepted by the scholars at the universities so far so far my wish for these all these surveys would be more cooperation for the start for the for the for the, the, the kind of questions for the wording and and and, and then and then providing the data sets later on making fully open under certain conditions uh, for for uh, research teams at universities and others. Okay, we went through what happened with the reunification of Germany, but before that, uh, because you 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 lived through the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, so it's a <laughs> unique life uh, in yeah. key of uh, yeah, actually, it's fifty-three years. <laughs> fifty-three years. Yeah, my my first job was in the first January of nineteen hundred sixty-eight. Okay, perfect. Sixty-eight. So what? My first full job. 
and then continuing going to the Council of Europe, you may remember, uh, yeah, yeah. The Council of Europe, and then uh, and then going uh, to professorships in England, uh, United States, uh, China, and Australia, um, and then and then creating these in city these associations with the German Crime Prevention Day. This was not my personal, but the invention of a very few people, me included. With this Chinese German uh, Foundation for Crime Prevention and Rehabilitation Offenders, then uh, creating the new criminological society. Uh, yeah, you were creating things, but how was the, the 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 schools of thought at that time when you were when you arrived in the '68 we started teaching? Yeah, the '70s. Was there a lot of conflict? There was a lot of conflict going on. It's a, sometimes it were it was a very creative conflict. There was the there was the the, the, the oh well, well let's say the, the, the traditional the traditional gymnastic society which was uh, labeled uh, offender oriented and biology and all that but then was uh, the, 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 this was the successor of a society which was created in 1923 starting with criminal biology then uh, criminal psychology uh, then a little bit Nazi. And after the after the Second World War, the Society for the Whole of Criminology, <laughs> a little bit strange name, and then the New Criminological Society created in the oh in the nineties in, in Frankfurt, and then at the at the end, Society of Criminology Association for Germans with and Austrian criminologists with some members up to China, <laughs> in the United States, but very few. The second one were the was the uh, the work the working group of uh, young criminologists, which uh, soci sociologists, psychologists, with um, some some grassroots oriented uh, young scholars, research assistants, and then the second the the official name was uh, Society Society for Interdisciplinary Scientific Criminology, which were the scholars of the Reform Universities and critical criminologists, or some some of them a little bit Marxist criminologists. And they had they had the regular meetings in Bielefeld at the Center for Interdisciplinary Research, which uh, was a specialty of the University of Bielefeld, which a lot of money and funds. And a few a few of us like me, we were eager to get in there. And this was uh, it was such interesting for me. There were a lot of discussion going, even fights between the different different factions of this new criminology. And I was considered a little bit as the outsider. This well, this guy from the offender-oriented criminology there and from the <laughs> traditional criminal society, but I could always make it to get into. And uh, and this was this since the traditional society, it, it was it was good, good conferences, but more the traditional way. The, the big shot starting, and then a few young scholars getting a chance to to present at a workshop, and then uh, it was more or less dominated by the good old guys, huh? And it was very difficult to give a presentation on a radical or creative issue. There with the. Uh, this society and the working group of the young criminologists, you had open discussion, even open front, and labeling theory and critical criminology and um, creative corrections and all that. This gave me a lot, a lot of, uh, a lot of ideas, new ideas, and I was, I was astonished a bit, a little bit, and and very, very grateful to my boss, who was a very traditional one, a criminologist, with as a forensic psychiatrist and lawyer and criminologist, but empirically, empirically very, very, uh, very, very active with a lot of uh, qualitative and even quantitative research. Uh, but he, 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 he gave me. 
he gave me leeway to join this other. I was surprised to, to know that one of the first European studies on uh, the social ecology of crime, you know, that my PhD on, on social disorganization theory, was a German study in the 60s by Karl Dieter Opp. Yeah. It was never published in English, so I never knew when I was writing my PhD, but afterwards I found out when I was at the Max Planck Institute um, for a short <clears throat> visit. Yeah, Karl Dieter Opp, was, he, he, he was very creative and very good, uh, but he, 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 was, he was a thinker. Huh? He, was, uh, he, was not, he was not that engaged in, in empirical research. I would not like to say he was not, he was not interested in it, but he, his thing was basic thinking, creative, creative ideas. And he was in, 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 in a very special way independent. He went to the meetings of the traditional criminology, he went to the meetings of this new critical criminology, but even there in, in both, he, 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 he was someone with a small crew in itself. Yeah, he, he left for political science where he did a lot of research on political protests, very yeah. empirical, but... Um... He was more accepted with the new critical criminologists. Mm -hmm. Sometimes he had a big influence and he was, he was, uh, he was among them, but on the other hand, he, he had some, some distance. And when he, when he arrived and gave a lecture, it was... Uh, <laughs> it was it was going on in conflict, and he was he was a good a good discussant. Huh? He, he he was not that emotional. He he accepted. I, I was quite con I was quite uh, convinced. He accepted arguments, and then he was he was a bit like a teacher at the school. He yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he dissected and said, "Okay, now this one it must go on," and the others were more politically or policy oriented. He said, "Okay, go on." Um, but for a couple of years, he, he, has, uh, he has a huge influence on a general way of thinking. And one of, uh, one of the colleagues, Haferkamp uh, uh, from the University of Bielefeld, he also was a little bit going in the direction of, um, of Karl Dieter Opp. Mm -hmm. He was on the, let's say, more, <laughs> it's, it's a contradiction ejector on the conservative side of the modern development. Uh, were engaged in sound research and in, in, in statistics and field research, combination of qualitative and quantitative research. And he had, he had a research uh, a research group at the University of Bielefeld, which was a rich university, a modern university. And he had relations. To, uh, and he he created relations between the law faculty, the faculty of uh, for social sciences, and he was he was he was a real um, yeah let's say a messenger. So this was this was for me. It was a real good time, the seventies and the early eighties. It was in different fields. I could learn from my from these different, well, different worlds. We, we tried a couple of times to reunite all those uh, all those parts into a one German association or society for criminology. Huh? Looked like the ASC. The ASC is a huge, a huge, a huge roof, and other them is the, the, the leftist, and so. And the German colleagues, um, well, there's, there's a saying in philosophy and history, uh, being German means to do things for their own sake. <laughs> and we all, me and some 10, 15 people, uh, scholars said, Oli, what? let's unite. Let's, from, from the outside, join to get funds, uh, to get chairs, to get the department of the German Research Foundation just for criminology. And then internally we will have our, our home, our, our turf. 
that uh, and we had we had meetings and meetings and meetings and conferences and eventually nothing nothing led to a consequence. <laughs> That's Germans. Hmm? <laughs> After the fall of the, well, do you think that the fall of the Berlin Wall had an an impact on that uh, on on this? critical criminologies that were there because you were in the, I mean, I, I, I got to all these through uh, what they were publishing in, uh, in South America, for example, where, as you yeah. know, it was a very strong movement, yeah. but they never saw the fall of the system. <laughs> but in, in Germany, I mean, you, they were, uh, yeah, promoting, let's say, a, a more socialist uh, approach, then Eastern Germany disappears. Did there was an impact of uh, of that um, political change on the on the schools of thought? Yes and no. There were already before there were some uh, some initiatives, uh, for example, at the University of, um, of of the Saarland, which is the most western state of the federation. It was Alessandro Baratta. Baratta, yeah, 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 Barata, yeah. They. They were partially involved in this critical criminology, but partially separate. And there were a couple of, a couple of scholars at, at the Second University of Hamburg, um, which had uh, sub-departments of sociology of crime, which followed these critical or sometimes radical ideas. And uh, then after the after unification, uh, some of the Western universities uh, reorganized their study programs. And for example, in the in the in the in the Saarland University, they more or less disappeared after the after the after the uh, retirement of Parata. It was more or less dissolved. And in in, in Hamburg, the the second the second uh, um, university, which had a department of social sociology of crime and criminal policy. They got less funds than, than 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 before, but but the let's say the Easterners, they had the contacts individually to these different. Some of them went to had the contacts to to Tübingen, others had the contacts to 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 to, to Hamburg, others had contacts to uh, to new to, to new chairs in the Humboldt University or the the, the Free University. So mm. it was it was more personal. But it's not not a real a real new structure. So rather on base to person base to base, not institutional. Am I right in my interpretation? Not really institutional. Sometimes it was possible that uh, that we that means me and Tribingen and colleagues in other universities could get could get funds decisively determined for bringing together research teams from east and west. Mm. But this was always very concrete projects for two, three or four years, and then it was over or you were successful to have another one. It was not a stable structure. Okay. Yeah. And those of the Eastern colleagues, they were then appointed as professors of the of the new, new Eastern University of Applied Sciences. These were strictly individual solutions. Mm. Some, some of them became full professors, other only prof professors honoris causa, with, with, with the contract, as re, the contract was a research assistant, mm -hmm. the title was professor. Very, very, very individual. Some, some of them went to social work uh, departments, others to psychology departments. And they had, let's say, is that a good English word, outcome? They had the outcome for the, for the living or some, some, some basic for, the, for 
decent living, that that if they had if they had a stable job, uh, but they have a large 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 teaching load, and they were not that's important. They were not at the center of these departments. They were they were still there. They were the guests from outside. I had the contacts with some of them, and I don't remember any of them as. Uh, fully content and audacious and saying, okay, now it's a new life I'm going on. I said, okay, I'm, uh, fortunately, I'm, I'm settled now and I can do a couple of times and, and I can get the money for small kind of research and they created an independent association of in, in substance former Eastern criminologists to get funds from some Eastern Eastern departments of the federal ministries or from state ministries. I, I mean, it was it was something going on, but it was it was not a real new integrated story. Yeah. You were going to say something, Livian? Eh? I was uh, wondering to what extent um, the traditional etiological research still is predominantly uh, sociological. If I read German articles, I have the feeling that there's still very much um, sociology in it, and especially action theory. Um, yeah. Is this a general tendency or is it? Well, um, uh, it, it, it depends. Uh, in, 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 there, are, there are some strong connections between uh, German Austrian and Swiss scholars, mostly German Austrian, Hittenlehner, for example. And the Kölner Schule? Yeah. And they are eager to, 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 to follow the traditional the, the, the lines of modern and critical sociology of crime, criminal sociology. And they are eager more than the other traditional uh, scholars from, uh, from coming from law and traditional criminology to publish in English. And to have even a common endeavors with, uh, for example, with um, P.O. Wickstrom or with, uh, so these things, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> well, in a certain way, it's better than it has been, better than it was before. Uh, but it's not, it's not, it's not a broad movement. You have some, some, some focal points at different universities. They have their connections to foreign universities or for uh, our, uh, our policy. But it's not, it's not an integrated movement of German criminology getting strongly connected to criminology in Belgium, in Switzerland, or in England. Uh, it's, it's still some focal points. They know each other. Sometimes they are discussing with each other. Sometimes they have workshops, common workshops at, uh, at national uh, convents or conferences, or some of them are joining the famous German crime prevention um, con congresses and workshops there, uh, getting, getting to, to attract collaborators from, from different fields. But it's not, it's not a clearly and good positive structure. Because there are many opportunities, for example, the, the participation of Germany and in the ISRD and, and, and in the European. Um, so there are many, I mean, international projects which, which allow for more collaboration, but it's kind of difficult to get probably funding to get everybody together. Most of the projects are on a voluntary basis, at least in Belgium. So if the situation is the same in Germany. Yeah, many universities. Now, for example, in uh, for example in Greifswald, you may know Frieda Dünkel. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, Frieda Dünkel was uh, an old friend of mine. <laughs> we collaborated since our since our since the sixties. We going to the um, to the Dick Delancourt Juvenile conferences in France or something in uh, in, in, uh, 
Switzerland and to the uh, um, to the um, what, what is it in Interlaken? Yeah, the uh, group Swiss de Travail and Criminology, the, the group, the Swiss group for working criminology. We we had we had contacts, and Tuttle was quite quite successful in getting uh, a professorship of criminology, and then and then convincing convincing the ministry and the the, the university board to to have an, not an institute but a chair with uh, um, with uh, collaborators from different disciplines and reduced the teaching load, uh, meaning concentrating on criminology and only here and there another one. And then money for international conferences or courses. And later on, he became uh, a little bit active on the, <laughs> or, or planned uh, vice director of the university. Was successful in uh, arranging courses at the, the island of Hiddensee, uh, which was the first education center of the university and other institutions. And here he collected, he made a lot of international courses with many, many invited people from South America, from Eastern Germany. And then, uh, and then also he got money from the university for, for, for research projects. But unfortunately, in the moment he has to retire, his successor, was not him personally, it was just a decision by the university, but what, whatever committee or whatever department or the, 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 the headquarters to reduce that, to cut off. Yeah, it's really pity. Yeah. 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 Which, which means that he, the, uh, uh, Stefan Havendorf, his successor, he's quite engaged also in criminology and in, in juvenile policy, but he's, he has a, a teaching load in penal law. Exactly. Yeah. Procedure, yeah, and he has yeah. he has only a few a few stable positions for collaborators compared. Yeah, so the master the, the master disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we are going to make an interview uh, with Frida because, as you mentioned, he had a lot of connections also in the Balkan region. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and very yeah. stable ones. And yeah. I, many, many people I met for the first time in my life are already letter papers and books. They were in, they were in Greifswald. Uh, they were the chance to, to attend some of these meetings and conferences. And it was, it was really good. I mean, I mean, I had my own contacts from Tübingen and from Heidelberg uh, on. I had many individual contacts. I had a, a, a couple of, uh, of uh, journeys over there. Giving giving uh, giving uh, presentations at different universities and personal contacts, but it was not institutionalized. You know, I did not have the money to make structures. Frieda Dünkel had the money. Yeah, he could, he could always pay at least some or find some funds to to invite <laughs> rather poor scholars from the east. So it was real real pity that uh, this 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 real this program more or less. I mean, I, it did not disappear, but it was. True heavily shrinking. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, so, and we talk about the past and the present, and how do you see the future? Let's say uh, criminology in 20 years from now in Germany. Do you see a, a line, something that's going to develop or? Uh... Well, I'm not sure. In the sense of being being uh, really having, having deep, deep conviction that things are going this or the other way. What I'm, what I'm hoping and seeing to a certain extent is that um, uh, at the universities of applied sciences, the um, the criminology departments or subdivisions, even if the title is not 100% criminology, 
they will further develop and they are more and more better to get funds and to to connect with the traditional universities i'm rather convinced that something will develop with the uh, uh with the chemology at the german research foundation since they are they decided to continue this uh, this special program for funding criminology, criminal sociology, and, 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 and policy with uh, every year a couple of millions. There is the, the, the program of the library department of the German Research Foundation that, uh, that has now promised to, to, further, to further fund uh, and ex an expansion of the, of the um, office in Tübingen which the huge library and, and the, the, the and now the, the possibility of digitizing and to to store to store research uh, research data and uh, the, the, the the center for psychological research at the university university of Trier, they are accepted they are storing more more and more data sets pertaining to criminology so far uh, i i think it will develop but in terms of, uh, of really expanding research institutes at universities, I'm rather reluctant. And I'm a bit reluctant in terms uh, or in the question of whether these institutes can hire full-time positions of different, like sociology, social work, psychology, and so on. It's more or less, uh, more or less a tendency to, 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 to shrink. The other development is that the universities had uh, restructured the curriculum of the education in law, uh, whereas the students could uh, could choose of so-called focal focal programs uh, from the fifth semester on, and a couple of these were criminology, even empirical criminology, and some of them were criminal policy or uh, economic crime or and, and uh, institutes like uh, like Tübingen that had money for attracting students for, uh, for positions as um, students collaborators uh, and then later on research assistants for programs. And it is a tendency by now that these uh, specializing programs that the term criminology is uh, fading. Uh, it, it means the economic crime or legal, legal reforms and something like this. And uh, so my, in that, in that the case, my, my, a little bit my fear would be that in 10 years from now at the, at the departments of law at the German universities, criminology will uh, be there, but at the best on the level we have now, perhaps less, <laughs> hopefully more. <laughs> that will be the next, perhaps the next reform of the education of the university studying of law in in uh, in, in Germany in five in five or six years, uh, and um, new new generation of uh, policymakers and professors and um, you know it's not always sure <laughs> what their mindset will be all around. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah. It's very funny because it's completely the opposite that is what's as what's going on in in Belgium, in um, uh, in the Netherlands, in Spain. Uh, completely different uh, picture. Uh, I, mean, I think if you take the the uh, RDC, 
in the Hague, the Research and Documentation Center. They, when they started, had some 120 scholarly collaborators. Yeah. And, and still they have a department of more or less criminology. And then there is this, uh, this private institute, NCJRS, is national, oh, in, uh, in Amsterdam. Yeah. I mean, that's superb. Huh? 30 or 40 positions, some professors, they are 10%, 10% at the center, 90% at university, or vice versa, or 50%. Such a thing is impossible even to think about in Germany. You have, you have, the, you have the criminology, you have the, uh, the, the, the criminology center in Wiesbaden, which is a common endeavor of the federal and the state ministries of justice, but, but now they have, they have about 10, 15 full researchers. And they make interesting studies. For example, the social the development of social therapy, how it is with the with Sicherungsverwahrung, the preventive detention instead of punishment. They have interesting studies going on on development of different parts of crime. So far, that's good, but it's well, it's 10, 15. It's for Germany, it's rather good. And now the, 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 criminal, the Criminological Research um, Institute in uh, Hanover for the state of Lower Saxony, they have a, a rather large budget, they have a, they have a council, and now is a, psych, a psychologist as the director, professor of psychology, criminology, and the vice director as a professor of criminology and law. And they have about, they have every, every, every year, five or six new projects, victimization surveys, state victimization surveys, regional victimization surveys, special uh, special studies on, on recidivism. It, it, it's a broad issue. So far, this is a source. There's a certain yeah, hope that um, the Volkswagen Foundation, which is the, 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 the major funding agency for this uh, Hanover Institute, and that uh, the uh, private association of uh, state and federal governments, <laughs> that is the that is the uh, the the base of this institute in Wiesbaden. The sources are there, and I had the idea and the hope that they will continue. Compared to Netherlands, and you see, Netherlands is 17 million, Germany is 83 million. Compared to that, they should have 50, 100, 150, or 200. To talk it politely, it's modest. Mm. Yeah. Compared to Scandinavia, I mean Sweden, Norway, the National Council of Crime Prevention. I mean there are a lot of researchers involved. But we don't have this. Yeah. National, there's a national center for crime prevention uh, attached to the Federal Ministry of Justice, but they have four, four or five full positions. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean the name is the national center. Compared to what you have, otherwise they should have fifty. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not sure whether the new government. Uh, we had, we made some initiatives from the part of the universities to, to, to have them developing a new, a new structure, but I'm uh, really not sure. I think when, when, when you look at the development, for example, of criminology in Canada, eh, it's Denis Abo who went there, he yeah. started the program. I, I, yeah, I, I took a look a little bit at what, at what he, he also created an association of former students that uh, so you you must create some sort of lobby yeah also yeah. in spain there is this association of uh, for spanish criminology this is called uh, spanish society of research in criminology because the name uh, spanish society of criminology was registered and then you create a small lobby and and if you have a lot of students then they start to get positions and these changes 
But in the current situation, you don't have a unique association. You don't have the programs in criminology. So this network that could put some pressure is uh, has not developed. And yeah. uh, for example, I think it would be very difficult in Belgium or in the Netherlands to go back. Yeah, maybe it will not continue to grow at the same speed. Yeah. But once you have uh, created so many persons that have positions uh, that are labeled criminology, uh, then it's very difficult to go back. Huh? But yeah. Um, yeah. in some countries like France, Germany, the, the big countries, uh, it's yeah, it's quite surprising. Huh? Those those most open for most open for new things, even in criminology, are the green parties. Since a couple of a couple of uh, parliamentaries there, they got a degree in criminology. Okay. Ah, ah that, well, that's yeah, that's uh, a point. No, perhaps something so, new will But basically, basically, you're right. What we never, what we never come to terms in Germany was to unite in efficient and effective way these different branches of criminology. Mm like kind of ASC or even an ESC. I mean, ESC is more and more, more interactive and combined than the, than the, than the German fact chance. So it's always inclusive. Everybody has a, a place to be there. I mean, I was so, oft, so often attempting and trying to, to, to bring them together. Meetings and commissions and things on and saying, please look, there's a chance if you unite, I mean, in the outside for, for commissions, for influencing the policy. Then we can have influence. We are then a couple of hundreds uh -huh. with, many, with many connections, and inside we may we may continue with our with our different ways. Um, no, never ever be doing something for the for yeah. German means doing things for themselves, <laughs> not for a common policy. Yeah, I mean sometimes I was I was I felt really desperate. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, even, was, even even colleagues with which whom I was I was very very friendly communicating and going to conferences if it if it came to policy politic issues, influencing the structure of German universities, uh, establishing a firm criminology at the research research centers or in or in the in the, in the foundations, a few attempts, for example that the that the members of the of the German Research Foundation committees for criminology one came from the one association and two others from the other one, this was a little bit of a beginning. And there were those few people, they collaborated very good, but it was not institutions. There was no common, no common forceful creative front, let's say front, a movement. And so I'm, I'm not sure whether the youngsters that are coming up, they, they will do it since they have a weaker, they have weaker positions, they have a work, a bigger teaching load than we had. They have to struggle with the shrinking of the budgets um, and, and so on. I mean, I know a, a couple of them, they are good. They're striving for good research, but compared to what I had, it's rather yeah. modest. A few of them, a few of them are quite successful in, in, also in terms of making, getting funds. But the structure, the structure is loose. Yeah, okay, well. I don't know, even if you have any other questions. I think we more or less made the tour. Uh, we can round up, but we can only hope that I mean future scholars will be inspired uh, by this very interesting interview and in, and in, I mean trying to strengthen the structure, um, which is always a goal. That interviews can lead to some change that can inspire people. So we've talked about all the 
issues we've discussed that we've I think we have a lot of material to create different parts of this uh, podcast. So it was a very, very interesting um, interview. Nice uh, talking to you. I've learned a lot about the situation in Germany. Many things I didn't know, many things I knew, but I could reflect on. So it was a real pleasure and honor. Thank you very much. Um, Let's meet together again in 10 years or so. Thank you for following Lieben and Marcelo's Criminology Podcast. This podcast is edited by Eduardo Coco from the University of Lausanne. Our theme song is Seagull's Night, Noche de Gaviotas, composed by Gustavo Cantero, arranged by Tato Germano, and played by Tato and Gustavo with the voices of Sasha Conte and Alejandro Turco Gujot. Your host, and Levin Powells from Ghent University, Belgium, and Marcelo Aevi from the University of Lausanne, Switzerland. Cheers, and see you soon.